Welcome to the Secrets of Earning Money show, where we focus on business, money, and mindset so you can take control of your personal financial economy in life. And I'm your host, Tasha Singleton. Well, today is Black Entrepreneur's Day, and we are celebrating this day by every hour from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are highlighting one of our Black entrepreneurs that has been guest on our Facebook business page, on the Secrets of Earning Facebook business page. So be sure to go to the Facebook business page, like our page, and listen to those episodes. And if you've missed any, you're going to really, really enjoy it. All right. And today we are joined by a special guest. She is a master personal finance coach. Her name is Rashida Roberts. She is the founder of Target Financial and the author of the book, Find Your Spark, Seven Steps to Ditch Stress and ignite your financial lifestyle. And she is also the creator of One Spark University. Welcome, Rashida. Well, thank you for having me on the show again. I think I'm gonna have to come a regular here and yeah, just go ahead and put my little plug, a little piece in there. So y'all coming soon, 2023, 2023, the Rashida's hour, maybe you need five minutes of one spark in your life. I love it. I love it. We'll work on that for 2023. <laughs> All right, Rashida, you are a regular, but for those people who are turning, you know, tuning in for the first time, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm going to give it to you in aces because I am a, an author, an author of Find Your Spark, Seven Steps to Ditch Stress and Ignite Your Financial Lifestyle, which is actually out. Woohoo! Y'all know it was a journey getting that thing out. See, I am a coach. And so I financial coach. Uh, I financial coach as a volunteer in my business. So I work with two other company, one other company, Eden Savers as a financial coach. And I'm working with a group in Houston where I'll be doing financial literacy classes. And, you know, I'm an educator, y'all. So I coach at, at the school, I coach kids. Um, but when it comes to like gifted and talented and extracurricular using their minds and stuff, but then, um, and I'm also a speaker. I've been doing most of my speaking virtually, but in 2023, we're going to be out there face-to-face with the community. So that's a little bit about me. I've been in education for 17 years. I've been starting, I've been in the financial coaching industry for the past two years. And I actually started my own financial journey in 2019. So that's what led me to financial coaching Um so yeah, it's been, it's been fun, like ditching debt and showing, like doing those things, but it's also even better when I can walk somebody else through learning a bit more, even for those people who have their stuff together. So it's been, it's been fun. And so I am enjoying the journey. 
But one of the reasons why I started is because I was, I'm college educated, two degrees, and I found myself in debt and there still was a lot of information that I did not know about finances. And I'm pretty sure there's still a lot more information to learn. Oh yeah. Well, there's always more to learn, you know, doesn't matter how, how much education you have, whether you're a licensed professional, because believe it or not, licensed professionals find themselves in financial issues too, believe it or not. So we don't know everything, but we do know how to get out of it, at least when we get ourselves into trouble. It may take some time, but nobody's perfect. And remember, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Catastrophes happen, surprises, the unexpected does happen. All you can do is plan for it as best you can. You know, that's true. Look, you, you are right about that because I've been in classes with other people talking about, they were helping other people with big portfolios and they didn't have their stuff together. Even some of the big name financial professionals will tell you too, as well, you know, that's part of their journey while they were helping other people, you know, their stuff wasn't together. They weren't even investing and they're helping other people invest. So, you know, you vet people, you know, ask them questions, ask them why they're there. And I think that what kind of separates me from um, a lot of other people is that I'm super transparent. I am very transparent because I gonna, I am going to own my story. I'm not going to allow my story to own me or anyone else to, you know, own my story for me and try to throw it in my face. So we all make financial mistakes and we've all been there to help other people, even when our world may have been crumbling. And sometimes that's what you have to do. But I always say live financially confident. And so getting that financial confidence is what's going to help you, like you just said, to get back where you need to be um, because you have you have the the information in order to, you know, move yourself back up. So. Yeah, it's about execution or application, whichever way you want to call it. So Rashida, tell me, um, what does financial wellness mean to you? Financial wellness for me is being in a place where you are not concerned about money. So even with the tough times that are coming or the tough times that we're in, there are some people who are concerned about money, right? Um, but there are a lot of people who are not. But that, but that also for me, it kind of is like three things. I say one, it has to be, you got to have three things in order, your relationship with God, two, money, um, making sure your money is protected and also that you have assets that also make you money. So those are the three things because there are some people who have a lot of money and even so they may get fired or, you know, you see CEOs jumping off, jumping off the ledges, you know, because that's the only way, that's the only out. So even having enough money doesn't necessarily mean that you're in financial wellness to me because you're panicking and you're running. So you got to know you be in a place where you're not concerned, no matter if something detrimental happens, right? You're still able to not smile, but you're able to go through it and have a positive outlook that you're going to make it out um, on the other side. But you also invite the experts as well in your life to help you navigate through, you know, any financial fiascos, you know, that you may have. So 
So yeah, that's a, what I believe about financial we- wellness. Just being in a place where you're not concerned because you have you have all your pockets taken care of. And the number one is G-O-D. Yes, yes. That sounds good for financial wellness because, you know, like you said, just because someone has a lot of money doesn't mean that they're financially well. Because we have to look at this. If you are making $150,000 or more, 25% of those people are actually living paycheck to paycheck. So paycheck to paycheck living is at every level. It doesn't matter what income you have. There are people who are still living paycheck to paycheck. And so if you have six and seven figures coming in, but you're still living paycheck to paycheck, it's not that you're not making enough money, it's that you're not managing your money right. So if you manage it right when you have a little, when you have a lot, you'll be a lot happier (laughs) because your habits will have changed so that you can maximize that money. And then you won't be one of those people trying to jump off the ledge like Rashida was saying, talking about because you know the money is there you're not overextending yourself all right so Rashida tell me what is the most important lesson that you've learned so far as an entrepreneur all right well one you know that's a loaded question and you know I can never give one (laughs) sorry But no, uh, the most important thing, you know, really, y'all, when I started this journey, I'm like, okay, in three years, I'm going to be a full-time entrepreneur. I won't need my job. I will have replaced my income. And that was my mindset. Baby, let me tell you, let me, look, are y'all listening? Make sure you turn up the volume right now, because that is far, way far from anything that I'm at. I am. I have not replaced my income, but I'm definitely enjoying the journey. It is not easy is what I'm going to tell you. Even if you are doing a multi-level marketing company, it is not easy. You have to put the work in and if you're trying to become an entrepreneur. And so, you know, a lot of people, like I, I even, I even had this same notion, like, Hey, everybody can have a business everybody can have a business and that I tooted those words and so I will have to I'm not going to recant that everybody can have a business but should everybody have a business and does everybody have the tenacity and the gumption to actually be in business it is hard that's all I'm going to say and the mindset that it takes to be in business is one like no other. It is not the same as going to work for someone else. When you don't have to put the building together and keep the lights on and make sure people, you know, it's just not the same. Okay. So it's hard work. Okay. There are a lot of things that you need to do to make sure that you have your foundation set up correctly. And a lot of times what you get on the internet or just from people in general are the basic things. This is how to put your business together. You know, you need an EIN, you need a Duns and uh, Bradstreet number, you need this, you need that, you know, get your insurance. But there are so many other things that you need to do. And then just understanding the times that we're in and how people are making money, you have to look at so many different things, Um, making connections, being consistent, you know, how is your business? Is your business going to run just with you or 
or are you going to try to make it automatic so you have a system in place so that you don't have to be there every day because if the business is just about you and if you get sick or something happens to you do you still have a business so there are so many things to think of who to hire you know documenting your processes you know Uh, What do you do when you replace somebody or somebody quits or something happens? You know, keeping your financial record straight. There's so much. So all in all, business is hard, okay? I'm not saying that it's it's too hard that you can't do it, but don't oversimplify it and just, you know, like I did and say, hey, in three years, I'm going to be replacing my income, you know, and, but my my main goal is I'm not going to be the statistic where the businesses fail. I'm going to keep plunging through because the people who keep going at it, you can never fail if you keep going, right? If you keep trying, if you keep uh, innovating and implementing and um, working towards your goal. So I plan on just keeping plunging for it, even though that, that three-year theory, yeah, I was a naive. I was very naive. So uh, that is what I would like to say, business is hard, but you can still do it. You just really have to have the mindset. And y'all, I forgive me, my voice today has been out for a week. So I am working through that. I am working through that. It's okay, we forgive you. So basically, Rashida, what you're saying is that entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, it, it isn't. You have to have a resilient mindset. You really do. You really have to have a resilient mindset. And if you're a person who don't like, who doesn't like to talk to people or not going to reach out, make connection, it might not be for you because you have to work with a lot of different people. You have to, even, you know, even if it's a software, you know, that you're trying to get, you're going to be working with other people to make sure that your business flourishes because you can try to do it all yourself, but I promise you, oof, that is not always the way. You have to grind a little bit in the beginning, but long term down the road, you want to make sure it's something that can be turnkey, like, you know, so that you can, how are you going to pass it over to, you know, your kids or sell it to somebody if you don't set it up properly? You got to set it up properly so that it can be, you can turn it over to maybe your family. It can be in the family or you can turn it over to someone else you know, where you can sell the business. So it's a lot to think about, but again, you could do it, but be prepared to work, to yes. work. Yes, because the only place, <laughs> look, success is, it seems simple. You know, we see all these things, but you don't know what the what people did to get there, you know, everybody's like, oh, overnight sensation. Yeah, it just took some overnight sensation. Well, on average, it takes an overnight sensation approximately six years. A person to become at least six years to become an overnight sensation. But there are many of us out here who have all of a sudden become overnight sensation, but we've been out here 20 and 30 years before we became this quote unquote overnight sensation. You're seeing the finished product. It takes work, but it also takes as Rashida was saying, a mindset, but it's not just about what you're doing. First of all, you have to believe in what you're doing and believe that it's going to change people's lives. So when things get difficult, you can continue moving on. But even more importantly, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe 
that you can do it no matter what in the bad times you have to do it because trust me there will be times when you are ready to quit you are ready to cuss from the top to the bottom <laughs> and, and you know you have you're ready to throw in the towel and say i'm done with this i'm gonna go back to a regular nine to five but that's when you know it's gotta kick in that inner power that that mental toughness that mindset has got to say hey I can do this. I believe in me. What I have can help people and I can make a difference in people's lives and I can make a difference in this world. And that is what's going to keep you going as an entrepreneur. Always know that it's going to always cost twice as much as you think it is. And it's going to take twice as long for you to accomplish whatever it is that you want. But if you put in the work and you believe in yourself and you believe in what you're doing, whether it's a service or a product that you're selling, you can be successful. And the only way to fail is is to give up. So you do have to keep going. So that's great, Rashida. So let me ask you this. What are your top three tips for entrepreneurs in regards to their personal finances that you've also learned along the way? Uh, so with your personal finances, my big thing is one, kill the debt in your personal finances. Hey, I don't opt for holding debt in your personal finances. I don't operate. I'm just going to say that. Try not to hold debt. Okay. Now, there are some people who don't want necessarily a business, but they're using certain assets, you know, that actually produce money, right? It's passive income. So they take on a productive debt. Most of us have non productive debt. So we're just buying things and it's on our credit cards and it's costing us a lot of money. Whereas some people take on productive debt, like maybe using a car to make more money, right? Or using a property to make more money or using their money to make more money, but, you know, or other people's money sometimes to make uh, more money. So um, make sure you kill the debt as quickly as possible as you can, because then your cash flow, you're going to have more cash flow. And being able to have more cash flow means that when because your mind when your mindset is ready, you're able to take you're able to take action when you have certain opportunities, right? Like I know someone right now who wants to do a group economic project because they got big offer from from a, another company, and so well, if you have the cash flow to and you know to put it to invest in then you could be making some pretty good returns, right? But if we get to the mindset, but we don't have the money, we can't, we can't, you know, get in, get in that. So make sure you kill the debt in your personal finances. Um, if you're using productive debt, that's different, okay? And you can look at your risk and you can mitigate, you know, the risk that you have depending on what sector of, you know, what sector you're getting into, you know, where you put in your investments and things like that. Two is have an emergency fund. Please have an emergency fund. Even as a business, we really need emergency funds as well too, right? Especially if you have a brick and mortar because so many things could, could break down, right? So in your personal finances, you want to have emergency fund because it's not, if a problem arises, it's when a problem arises. And trust me, when I first started to ditch debt, and when you actually start trying to kill your debt, 
man, oh man, will some emergencies pop up. They will. And because it just seems like the universe just is, wants to test you to see that, okay, you want to start this journey? Let me see if you got the, some tough skin. Let me see. Are, are you going to quit at the first time something doesn't go right? And so if you have your emergency fund, it's going to help you. And, and don't get to the point where you don't want to take out of it because when I first started, I was like, ugh, I don't want to touch my emergency fund. I want it there. So you can't be a miser, can't be a hoarder. It's there for a reason. It is an active account, right? It's not a dormant account. When you need to use it, that's when you need to use it. Then you can rebuild it, okay? Don't, because we can get in the mindset that money's going to save us from everything and you don't want to get like that. You want to just know that, hey, it's there as a tool and you need to use it as such, right? Use it as, use it as such. And then number three, I would say look for passive income opportunities, even in your personal finances, because you still, again, you want to increase your cash flow. Yes, you want to save, you want to have your emergency funds, you want to have investments, you want to kill off your debt. But if you can find ways to make more money passively, because there are only so many hours in the day, um, that's going to help you. I mean, you're going to be very inspired if you can start making money um, while you're sleeping or while you're at, at work. So I'm still looking for those opportunities myself. And so it's been, it's been a great journey, but definitely those will be some, some tips. I mean, there are plenty of other tips, but those are top tips. I think that could help you get you started and kind of propel you. So that was one kill the debt in your personal finances. If you can't kill all debt, but if so, that would be the non-productive debt. If you have productive debt, that's helping you make money. That's different. Okay. Cause that's going to help you increase your cash flow, have an emergency fund, and then look for passive income opportunities. All right. That was good. That was good. I can see that, you know, um, you want to make sure that you have performing assets. So I get that because a lot of people invest in things and it, may have a uh, negative return on it. So you're looking for that positive return. And passive income is very, very important because nobody wants to be stuck in a job for the rest of their life. And even if you do decide that you want to work, you don't want to have to work hard. You want to work because you want to, not because you have to. And with most people having a uh, number one fear being now, running out of money in retirement, if they can put that um, passive income in place, then yeah, they can not worry about running out of money in retirement because that money is there for them to do something with it. But it does take earning a certain amount of money because you not only, if you're going to put away your money and invest it so you can get a rate of return on it, that's going to be, uh, you know, 10% or more, then it'll help supplement your income in retirement, but you got to have enough money to put into it now. So that may mean that you got to do something else. What well, does it mean that you may have to start a business? You may have to, um, what does it take on uh, a part-time job? Whatever it is to get you that extra money so that you can put it into the passive income investment so that it can pay you money later on. Because a lot of times people say, oh, I just want passive, oh, I just want passive income. Well, what does your current active income look like? If you don't have enough income coming in, then passive income is not going to save you because you don't have enough to put in, put away for passive income. So that would be the first 
the first clue. But if you are an entrepreneur, <laughs> the tax uh, tax uh, taxes are in your favor. Let's put it that way. If you've actually set up your business properly, you can go ahead and put that money aside for your retirement, you know, pre-tax dollars, all that great stuff. And there's a whole lot of tax incentives so that you can pay yourself first, as we always talk about. If you're not paying yourself first on your job, then start your business so you can pay yourself first. There you go. There, that's all, help solve that retirement problem for you. Yeah, emergency funds are important. And I'm glad that you talked about businesses. Everybody knows that you need an emergency fund personally. We hear it all the time. But most people forget that your business, just like you, needs an emergency fund. Think about what we went through just a couple years ago over the last few years. If you didn't have an emergency fund, you may not have made it through. You know, there were several businesses that didn't make it through because they didn't have enough money. They only had enough money to last like 30 days and we wound up having a two-year event. That's so, true. That's true. A lot of a lot of your businesses from your childhood are now no longer in existence. The the small mom and pop shops that have been in your neighborhood wiped out. And so, yeah, it, it really is important to have good cash flow and good, you know, even I guess I would say even access to business credit, because as a business owner, you do need it. I always want to operate with no debt, but I do see the importance of the business credit because it will help you stay afloat, um, especially if you know if you have a good business idea. But sometimes the state of economy means that you might be in a slump a little bit, but you'll get out, you know, further down, further down the line. So, but um, yeah, you, you, you definitely need, need that. You definitely need that emergency fund because, oh, I was going to say that, you know, a lot of businesses, they keep cash on hand just for, for that. And if you go on, especially if you're an investor, you know, when you read the cash flow statements, you can see you know, what these, these companies who are public companies have the cash on hand, the amount of debt they have, but they usually, you know, make sure they can cover, you know, what they need to, if they had to, you know, go into bankruptcy or whatever, who they're going to pay the right people, the right people going to get paid. So, so, yeah. Yeah. You want to be one of those preferred investors <laughs> so that you can get paid, right? All right. So, that does make sense. Um, but yeah, using other people's money for business credit, that's a real big thing that we need to learn as entrepreneurs. Many of us only use our personal credit for that. So you're talking, telling people to kill their personal financial debt. That is true because why would you go into, into debt for your personal finances for your business if you can go ahead and let your business start earning money? And you should get the credit for your business before you need it, not after. Because if you have it before you need it and you don't use it, which is called managing, you know, your cash flow, managing your money right, even for your business, you got to manage your money right. Then when tough times do come or something unforeseen happens, you always have that to fall back on and keep you afloat until business gets back on track. So, Rashida, what do you have coming up next? What are you working on? Well, we have a lot of little projects. Well, I wouldn't say little, but I have a lot of projects 
that I'm working on. So, but one of the things that are coming up very soon here is my, my part. And I'll be speaking at the Black Women Empowering Finances for their networking events that they do every month at the beginning, the first Saturday of every month. So that's going to be November the 5th, 2022 at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 a.m. So that is the blackwomennetwork.org, blackwomennetwork.org. And you can go there to register. I'm also right now have a debt freedom challenge. It's a free four-day challenge. I actually just kicked that off today. So if you, but if you're listening to this at any point in time, I will always be offering that on and off throughout the year where you can get a four-week coaching program for free to to help you to start ditching debt. So, and then I'm working on building my university for educators, One Spark University. And I actually have, the last thing is that I have a boot camp called Maximize Your Dollars coming up right after this Debt Freedom Challenge course. So that'll be in December, in December. So everything's coming up. And, you know, just because it's the end of the year, that is no reason for us not to be working on our finances. We're coming up on some very tough times uh, when it comes to spending, right? And so we need to make sure that we're mindful about what we're doing with our money. So that's what I'm working on. Always working on a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of stuff, y'all. But, and then, hey, y'all know, I just had my first event with my book, Find Your Spark, Seven Steps of Distress, and Ignite Your Financial Lifestyle. So we're always promoting, we're always promoting that, that newly released book. So soon we'll have a book launching and try to tour the United States on finding your spark. So that should be interesting once we get that all together. Yeah, that's going to be cool. I want to see that tour. Woohoo! <laughs> okay, so you're doing a lot, which is great. You got to be busy. Stay busy. Okay, and so that means you're being productive and you're moving your business forward. So that's great. That is really, really great. All right. Now, like Rashida said, Black Women Empowering Finances is holding its monthly networking event. This month, we are holding it on Saturday, November 5th from 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. You can go to www.blackwomennetwork.org to register for free. Okay, and remember that in November, we will be celebrating Global Entrepreneur Month. So this event is, of course, focusing on the global entrepreneur. So be sure to come out, connect, collaborate, and prosper with Black Women Empowering Finances. All right, well, Rashida, tell everyone how they can connect with you. Well, you can go to getinspired at onesparkuniversity.com. You can email me there. Again, getinspired at onesparkuniversity.com or just go to my website, www.onesparkuniversity.com and that will 
get directly, you'll be able to get to all my information from there. Facebook groups, Instagram, we are uh, at a couple of different areas. So that's it, onesparkuniversity.com, and I will see you all around. So thank you for having me on this show today. I appreciate it. Make sure you all ditch that debt, okay? And don't, you know, don't let your eyes get too bright this season and look ahead in the future about what you need to do with your finances right now. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for joining us, Rashida. And that's right. She's trying to make sure that you are conscious about how you're spending your money so that you don't get sticker shock in the new year from your spending. So thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of Earning Money show. Be sure to join us next week for another episode.